Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Aboard the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Once again, it's a Captain Poochie episode. Landed down driving the monorail. But speaking of the monorail, I do have one of the very fine monorail people. You know him, you love him. He is Papa Monorail. It's Justin Monorail. Jay, how are we doing today? Hey, hey, coming to you live from the isolation station of love. It's me, it's me, it's Jay to the C, aka Triple J, 3J, also known as Justin Monorail. I'm doing good, Landon. Thanks, buddy. Glad to be back. How was that? Was that a better landed impression? Well, if, if if you were going for me, I don't know whether to be insulted or uh, or you know humbled. Um, <laughs> I'm humbly insulted, I believe. Uh, you're stealing all of my gimmicks. I don't like how this is going. Uh, so just let's go ahead and get this out of the way. You, holy lord, man! But uh, yeah, other uh, other than uh, your your attempt of whatever that is, I'm doing good. Uh, saw on the uh, socials that uh, you were able to hang out with some friends of the monorail over the weekend after a beach day, too. So uh, big things were happening for you this weekend. That's true. Yeah, yesterday, instead of hitting the parks, we actually hit the beach, which means the kids stayed home because neither one, uh, neither Garrett <laughs> nor McKenna like going to the beach. Um, so Sam and I took the grandparents over to the beach, enjoyed a nice day. I guess theme park Rob was also at the beach, but on the other side of Florida. So we didn't coordinate that very well, but we had both coasts covered. And yeah. so, you know, monorails spanning the width of the Florida panhandle or peninsula, I guess I meant to say. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a good day. Got back uh, into town and then went over to have a nice dinner at a local German restaurant with our good friend Skipper Bob and his family. It was a great time. It looked like uh, fun was had by all on the social, so I'm glad y'all were able to enjoy that. By the way, welcome to the month of May. Uh, to quote Justin Timberlake, it is going to be May. Uh, happy early. May the 4th be with you. And of course, uh, Revenge of the 5th on the following day. So uh, yes, uh, everybody uh, celebrate appropriately, I suppose. Let me ask you a question since you brought it up, Landon. Um, do you have a problem with people saying May the 4th is Star Wars Day when that is not the day that Star Wars actually debuted in theaters? Um, well, the whole May the 4th thing is kind of a more recent addition. It's like, I don't actually consider it Star Wars Day because, like you said, there's another day in the month of May. Hey, that rhymed. Uh, that is actually considered Star Wars Day to, uh, I guess, coincide or uh, to commemorate and put a spotlight on the day that Star Wars came out. But, you know, 
I'm not going to be one of these nerd losers on the internet that's wagging my finger at people that say, if, if they want to, that May the 4th is Star Wars Day because it's a fun play on words. And plus, I like to look at it this way. We get to celebrate the month of May beginning and ending. Grand opening and grand closing celebrating Star Wars, which, by the way, even though this is an audio-based format, I'm wearing my Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening day shirt as we're recording it. So. Oh, perfect. That is yep. good. Mm-hmm. I know that, um, and by the way, the other day is is May 25th, if you maybe weren't aware, some of the uninitiated out there, or maybe there's just people who aren't huge Star Wars fans. So yeah, we begin the month with May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th, and then we go all the way to May 25th, and I'm with you. Celebrate them both. Celebrate exactly. the entire catalog. Mm-hmm. This is just Star Wars month. Why not? Enjoy yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun stuff. We got uh, the Bad Batch dropping on May the 4th. Uh, I'm currently going through uh, Star Wars Rebels on Disney+. Plus. I'm almost to the end of season two, and uh, stuff be happening. Yeah. Let me just say that. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but stuff be happening. Interesting. So. Did you watch all of the Clone Wars? The only Clone Wars stuff that I ever watched was the uh, short animated series like that was 15 minutes on Cartoon oh. Network that was done by the person that did uh, Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Jenny Tartofsky, I believe. Okay. Uh, th- that's the only Clone Wars stuff I've ever seen. I mean, I know uh, characters like Ahsoka and stuff like that get heavily built in that show. I know uh, Grievous played a much bigger role. But other than that, it's like I only watched the... Uh, yeah, it came out, I guess, a little bit before 2000. So the the very old Clone yeah. Wars series on yeah. Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because I think that there's a lot of people that will tell you that watching the Clone Wars, if you can get through that first season and maybe part of the second, like it really starts to get good and they do such a good job building that foundation for Ahsoka and laying a lot of foundation for other characters that we end up seeing some in Rebels, some of them in The Mandalorian and other things like that. And there's a lot of temptations for me to get into it, but I still, I have tried so hard and I just cannot get rolling with the clone. I don't know what it is. Um, I think what I need is some sort of a primer that gives me like key episodes. Go watch this episode from this season. Go watch this episode from this season. Something like that where I can like sink my teeth into those key moments from Clone Wars that, that would really enhance my Star Wars experience and knowledge um, because going through every episode, especially season one, is a bit of a trudge. Mm. So Well, if, if you do find that primer, let me know because that is on my docket to eventually get around and watch. But there's like five dadgum seasons of Rebels. There's there's a whole bunch of Clone Wars. So it's like, part, it's like I, I do want to watch Bad Batch. I have to be very careful how I pronounce I that. I'm um, always tempted to say it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Every time I read it on the internet, it's like, "Wow, Star Wars is getting..." It. Wait, no, no, I, I just can't read. But uh, part of me wants to hold off on watching it because I do know it builds on these stories. But it's like there's just so much dang content to watch yeah. to then watch another series. So agreed. I, who, who knows? And, and it's like. To piggyback off what you said about Clone Wars, there's been some episodes of Rebels. I'm like wow, okay, I'm really feeling like this is a kid show. But then there's other episodes where it's like, holy crap, I could have, like, like that feels like a story that could have been told on the big yeah. screen with live action. And plus, it's cool to see characters that I'm familiar with from other aspects. It's like freaking Hondo shows up. It's like, oh, it's it's, it's the dude from Smugglers Run. Neat. <laughs> yeah, I saw him. He's He starts off in Clone Wars. So I think he's in mm. season two, maybe, like maybe right at the end of season one. But yeah, when he showed up in Clone Wars, when I finally made it there, I was like, oh, wow, fun, Hondo. And then it's back to, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this as much. It's just hard. It's, it's, and the thing is, for people who love it, 
you know, no judgment on you at all because I, yeah. I get that there's things that other people probably really get from it, and that's fine. It just hasn't ever struck with me the same way that, you know, some of the other Star Wars content has, and I hope it does. What I've seen of Rebels I really like, but I also haven't made it very far through Rebels. At some point, I'm just going to commit to binging both of those series just because I feel like I need it in my repertoire. And um, and also, like, when Star Wars trivia and stuff happens, they love throwing Clone Wars and Rebels <laughs> questions at you, and I'm like, come on. Come on. That's... <laughs> It's like I see what you're doing, but at the same time, that feels like cheating. Yeah, so I'll like get to I, it. I, I had a former colleague who decided before he watched um, Rise of Skywalker, which the less said about that movie, the better. Uh, he w- he went back and watched Episode One, Episode Two, and then the animated stuff, like in chronological yeah. order, and watched everything. Whoa! Wow. Everything that's impressive. Through to, to watch uh, Rise of Skywalker. He even threw in, uh, threw in uh, Mando Season 1. So, I mean, like, that's some dedication. There, and there's a whole lot of content in, in, in that timeline. Yeah. Well, Available people... on Disney+. Plus. Sign up. Uh, what, what uh, $12.99 a month now? Yeah, you, I mean, it's all out there. It's available. I've heard people doing the same thing, you know, leading up to WandaVision come out coming out there were people who went back and did a whole chronological rewatch of the MCU movies that is mm-hmm. a whole lot of content more oh, power man. to you if you can get through it but i'm just like there's so much other stuff i want to watch it's hard to come to something like mm-hmm. that especially when we have so much entertainment just pretty much at the tip of our fingers our fingertips so to speak you can watch pretty much everything uh, yeah. on on demand at this point it's like I remember when the Avengers movie came out, I went to the theaters and like paid for a full day of movies. It was Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, and Thor. And then at midnight, uh, it debuts with uh, Avengers and IMAX. And that was such a crazy, fun experience. But that's just four movies, and that was all day. Yeah. And now there's like 25 MCU movies. Yeah. Oof. It's a lot. Oh, I'm exhausted just thinking Do about it. Do you ever feel... I mean, right now we're in kind of a lull because they basically put a pause on the Star Wars movie production and hopefully it comes back soon, but do you ever feel any of that fatigue, like the superhero fatigue, or did you ever feel Star Wars fatigue when we were in that period where we were getting a new movie every year? Did that hit you? Uh, leaning up to um, Rise of Skywalker, I didn't feel that, but after seeing... Rise of Skywalker, and just maybe the way the movie left kind of a bad taste in my mouth, I did feel fatigued afterwards. But I do understand why some people say if we have a Star Wars movie every year, it takes away what makes Star Wars special. It's this like, like we've had nine episodes and they were spread out over years, sometimes decades. So when you got a new one, even if it wasn't maybe the best movie, it's like, okay, well, this is still Star Wars. It's, it's kind of like uh, uh, saying, it's like, well, you know, the, uh, the worst pizza in the world at the end of the day, it's, it's still, still pizza. pizza. So, mm-hmm. but like, I, right now I do kind of feel that fatigue, but at the same time, I am excited to see more on the big screen. Like, yeah. like maybe not necessarily the continuation from episode nine to episode 10, maybe not necessarily them starting the next trilogy. Tell some of these background stories. Yeah. Like, hell, I'll say it. I want to, I want a solo too. Like, okay. like I just, I, I, I really enjoyed solo. Like there was so much negativity that was built up before I saw it. It's like, Oh, here we go. And then I watched and it's like, 
that's what everybody was complaining about? Is it a perfect movie? No. There's a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, how did Han and Chewie meet? Well, Chewie almost ate Han. <laughs> like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, well, uh, I'm going to call you Chewie because, uh, you know, Chewbacca's too hard to say. It's like, uh, okay. And, and I could have done without the whole, oh, so that's how Han Solo got his gun. Somebody gave it to him. Or his name. Oh, my. Yeah. It's like, I did not need to figure yeah. out that. Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. There, there, I didn't hate Solo as much as some people, but I also am not one of these people who's like, um, you know, trying to start an internet campaign to get Solo too. Because here's what I think has in the past messed up Star Wars is when fans influence what we get too mm-hmm. much, yes. and that's when we start to get crappy Star Wars. So because, and honestly, part of that's what screwed up this uh, sequel trilogy was was fan kickback after the oh, Last God, Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm just saying I wish they would not pay attention to what we want and give us like the good storytelling. And if people don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. But don't don't just do fan service. That's my only wish. And mm-hmm. and I'm with you. I like I, I didn't really feel Star Wars fatigue. I'm kinda glad they're taking a break. It gives a little time to breathe around the movies and kind of sit with them a little bit more and I kind of needed that with, with the Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. Uh, but the superhero stuff, I'll tell you, the series that we're getting on Disney Plus, starting with WandaVision and, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I gotta tell you, it's it's like re-energized my excitement for the MCU. Yes. Because they're doing such a good job with these mm-hmm. limited series. They're just so high quality. And I was thinking, it's amazing what they can do now with these series that they're just putting straight on the streaming service because they're as good as something you would go see on the big screen. But... Then I remembered, you know what? This isn't the first time that Marvel has done this because you kind of got to throw it back to Netflix with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And were, Iron Fist. Yeah. Those were the first <laughs> ones that really hit where it's like, holy crap, this is like movie level quality entertainment that I'm getting right here at home. And um, for me, that's the first thing that I can remember feeling that way about. And now it's just continued with Disney+. Plus. So. I don't know. By, by the way, we are not sponsored by Disney Plus. We're not getting paid <laughs> by Disney Plus, and we just did a seriously long ad for all the content you can get on Disney Plus. So, man, Jay, you know what I love? Disney Plus, <laughs> and then you can bundle it in with Hulu and ESPN Plus for an even better value. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> Be sure and sign up with promo code Morning Monorail when you sign up, and you will get an error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Invalid. Yeah. Uh. Um, so anyway, what are we doing? <laughs> let's get to the morning monorail proper, shall we? Tell us what's in store for us today, Landon. Well, first up, we uh, even though we do like to focus on the East Coast, out on the left coast, there's been some big Disney news that we want to talk about. Uh, Disney is continuing their, uh, I guess, global expanse, not only on the land, but sea as well. Uh, some new tasty treats, because we do know that the Monorail family loves to talk about tasty treats. And finally, we will have another edition of Fast Pass, Standby, and Snack Break. Yeah, and stay with tuned. With your answers. With your answers. And then stay tuned, because after all that, we're going to have a very special live in-park instant review of the new Velocicoaster. Because yeah. yours truly, Justin Monreal, sitting here at home at 1.30 on Sunday, I am preparing myself to head over to the park that shall not be named this afternoon, Universal. We'll say it. I got the preview. I'm going to say it. I'm going to Universal Islands of Adventure today. 
and I'm taking my digital recorder with me. I'm going to take some thoughts, like when I get to the park, just share what I'm thinking, share what I'm feeling as I kind of look at it. And then as soon as I get off the ride, with the adrenaline pumping through my veins, I'm going to kick that recorder back on, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel about it. And I personally I love Jurassic Park content. I love all that they do in the parks with Jurassic Park. I love roller coasters. I'm very optimistic this is going to be good. I've heard good things so far, so I cannot wait to share my instant reaction with you guys. So stay tuned. That'll be tucked in right at the end of this episode, and uh, it's, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, looking forward to getting your thoughts on it. And this has turned into a uh, into a very special episode of the Morning Monorail. Uh, to quote John Hammond, you would say that we spared no expense. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Sorry. Okay. We could real quick. Real is, speaking on Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, how long do you think it's going to be before uh, Universal decides to switch over the Jurassic Park River Adventure to the Jurassic World River Adventure we see in or, or in Hollywood? In Hollywood, yeah. That's a good question. I, I actually am surprised they haven't done it already. I wonder if they just keep it Jurassic Park just to make it different. Since you don't, you know, you go over to, to Hollywood, you've got the Jurassic World. Um, I don't know. That's a great question. And one that maybe we should ask universal experts like our good friend Steffers. <laughs> well, speaking of Steffers, I actually asked her this question because uh, I'm going to be in uh, Universal in December when I'm down for her wedding with her and uh, and her whole crew, so to speak. I was like, so did, so did they switch it over? And she's like, no. Uh, and her answer was they've been focused on the Velocicoaster, yeah, which well, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's something Hollywood doesn't have. So take yeah, that, Yeah, so Hollywood, in your face, Hollywood. You bunch of Hollywoodos. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Hooray for Hollywood, that's what I say. Yes, uh-huh. and, the, and, the, and the Hollywood movie ride that is no longer with us. Yeah. Uh, moment of silence. Hey, that was a good segue, because now we're talking about California. <laughs> California. And there's, so, yeah. <laughs> all right, so everybody fire up your favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song about California, because that's where we're heading. Because for the first time in more than a year, Disneyland reopened this week. Um, just like like talking about it, hair on my arm standing up. I think it's amazing. I've seen pictures. Um, I read reports that the uh, soft opening went perfectly, and the grand opening itself went uh, went off without a hitch. Too. Uh, uh, Bobby Chaps was out there. Bob Iger was out there. The great big beautiful Josh Demaro was out there. Like all hands were on deck, and it was just so nice to see Disneyland reopened again. And I, I even hate to bring it bring this up once again this brought the uh, that whole group of Twitter trolls oh look, look at these adults enjoying Disney it's like y'all need to shut up and let people enjoy themselves because just seeing the joy on these people's faces not only the guests the cast members too it's like I'm just super excited for everybody that was able to take part in this reopening guests and cast members because I mean like those cast members have been through hell waiting for this day to come and it's finally here so congratulations y'all you're you're back in business yeah this is great news for california it's great news Mm -hmm. for anaheim it's great news for the cast members that were all impacted by disneyland being closed for over a year and it's also great news for all of our friends over in california who have had a real rough time because the state stayed locked down much longer than most other places and we can Mm -hmm. debate you know whether or not this was a good idea. I can tell you being on the other other end of the spectrum, it's hard for me to argue otherwise um, <laughs> because my state basically never closed down. But um, 
I just say, you know, it, this is all, it's, it's all great. You know, of course, it's opening with limited capacity. Um, I think that they're capping at 25%. And our friends Tom and Michelle from the Hyperion Adventures podcast are actually on the ground at California Adventure this morning. And then they're going to be over at Disneyland this afternoon. So happy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were talking about it while they were here, I was just saying it's going to be really interesting to see what the social distancing looks like for queues at Disneyland because, as we know, one of the blessings of Walt Disney World is the blessing of size and space. And so the parks here are much bigger and much more spread out. And so when you have to social distance a queue, it's not that big of a deal in terms of congestion and the guest walkways and things like that. That will be a little more of an issue at Disneyland. But as you said, things have been going well there. And I have seen reports about like queues kind of like going like way, you know, out far away from where the actual ride is and stuff. But they seem to be managing it okay. And, you know, in terms of just where we are in this pandemic, we've had over 100 million people have been fully vaccinated now in this country. The numbers have looked better. They're not perfect. They're not great, but they're going down in terms of infections. And this just really, again, it's another one of those steps where it feels like we're getting back to normal, everything's reopening again, and and soon on the horizon, we will all be able to be enjoying all of these things together with our friends and family, and we'll be able to move past this time that's been a, a dark time for so many people. So this is great. I'm really happy. Congratulations, <laughs> California. Yeah, super excited for everybody involved. And uh, like Jay said, the numbers are going in the right direction. But at the same time, this isn't a time to let your defenses down. Still continue to wear your mask, even if uh, our stupid governors say otherwise. Uh, Continue to wash your hands, maintain social distance. And if you do have the opportunity... Get the shot. Like uh, I've I've had uh, both my doses, uh, so I have my superpowers. My five G reception is killer. Um, uh, Jay, I know uh, you and some of the monorails have uh, taken at least one of your doses, so that's that's exciting. Yeah, I'm double dosed at this point. So are, so are the grandparents. Uh, actually, next Saturday, Sam will get her second shot, and then a couple days later, McKenna will get her second shot. We're getting there. Garrett's the only one who hasn't started his regimen yet, but but we'll get there as soon as possible. So, yes, all very good, and, and I'm feeling great. I, I will tell you, I think after my first dose, for those of you who maybe are still feeling a little trepidatious about getting the vaccine, my first dose, um, I had a headache. I got some kind of aches and chills, and it hit me really kind of the next day where a few hours in the morning I just wasn't feeling great. Um, but uh, after the second dose, I really didn't feel bad at all so um you know and i know i hear a lot of stories about the second dose can really knock you out i had the pfizer and, and that just wasn't the case for me so don't be scared it's not much mm-hmm. it's it's not that bad you can take some you know ibuprofen or whatever you like to take and uh, it usually takes care of it and everything's all good and and now you know i'm still wearing my mask everybody's still got a mask up but uh, you know, we we all got to do our part to make sure that we keep moving in the right direction, just like you said, Landon. So, very good stuff. And um, you know, when you do go out and get to participate in things reopening like this, just just remember to celebrate, be happy, but be safe as much as possible, and and try to take care of yourself and others. 
Yep, be responsible. Like Jay said, not only for yourself, but the others around you. Uh, but speaking on the reopening of Disneyland, there was some new stuff we briefly talked about, I guess, a few weeks ago that uh, there was going to be some updates to the Haunted Mansion. We found out that those updates are both in uh, the Haunted Mansion itself and in the queue around it. Uh, and then on top of that, a state-of-the-art audio and visual technology has been updated for Snow White's Enchanted Wish, including new surprises as well as as well as enhanced story elements throughout. So uh, that's that's exciting to hear. And also, uh, Jay, is the uh, Avengers Campus open, or is that coming? I don't think it's open yet. No, it's it's okay. yeah, it's it's still on the horizon, still ahead of us. But yeah, it'll be open soon. Man, like like there's going to be some serious Disney envy when that thing opens, and oh, and, sure. and 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 knowing that that, that we can't go. <laughs> I know, I know. Someday though. That's a that's a huge another huge draw and another reason for us to get over and visit our friends over there in California. Mm-hmm. Yep, Tom and Michelle, we're coming to bunk with you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Make some room. Well, speaking of making room, uh, Disney is breaking out the big boat and making some rooms as Disney Wish was kind of a hot dish to talk on this week. Uh, it in all things Disney. Uh, as somebody who's never been on a cruise, this seems like very grandiose so to speak uh jay i know you have some experience being on big old boats for days uh at a time uh as as somebody who is a cruise connoisseur as i'm going to deem you what do you think about this big old boat oh yes let me let me put on my smoking jacket and pull out my pipe as i (laughs) pontificate about the disney wish um it's spectacular it looks spectacular uh everything that we've read about it so far it just seems like disney you know, they already kind of like set a standard for family cruising entertainment out there that everybody else has been trying to catch up to for years. And now they're raising the bar on that. It, it, everything is so immersive. It's so immaculate and, and just, I mean, you, you even get on this ship. I, one of the things that's still blowing my mind is there's going to be Disney's first attraction at sea. Wow. The Aqua Mouse. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. Like, everything about it just sounds so good. I I think if you were a person who was maybe on the shelf about, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do a cruise. I just don't know if there's that much on the ship that could keep me entertained. And maybe you're not a beach person, because that's a valid argument. Like, if if you don't really like the beach, you don't like, you know, doing the excursions, then it's really more about staying on the ship. I would say Disney is is the ship for you, because already they had world-class entertainment, um, lots of things to keep you occupied, and now... This Disney wish is is just taking that to a whole new level. Yeah, I mean, just looking at some of uh, what they've put out, which, by the way, uh, Aqua Mouse is my favorite Jethro Tull song. Uh, just <laughs> FYI. Uh, that's amazing that they're going to have a full-blown attraction at sea. And then on top of that, I mean, there's uh, we already talked about how Disneyland's getting like a, a Marvel Avengers campus. There's going to be a Marvel Superhero Academy, a Disney princess-themed fa- uh, fairy, ter- uh, fairy tale hall, and then uh, the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab, which will give you an experience of creating a Disney attraction on your own. Now it's like, okay, I, I don't know if this is going to end up being just like, you know, a Disney themed roller coaster tycoon uh, video game. But at the same time, like I'm willing to give the Imagineers the benefit of the doubt that it's going to be a must do attraction if you're on this ship. But I mean, like just, just looking at some of these pictures, this thing looks top notch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and one thing to keep in mind about the Oceaneer Club, that is for kids from 3 to 12. We will not be allowed to go participate in Super. That's what Academy. they think. I am a kid at heart. <laughs> you can't stop me. Very and besides, with some, with some of these prize points, prize points, I don't think they should be able to stop you with what you're going to have to pay to get on this daggone boat. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, all that <laughs> I stuff. had to take out a second mortgage to be here, sir. It's so funny because all that stuff, it does make you, you know, wish for the you know the ability to just be a kid for a day and get to go do all that stuff because it just sounds so so great and i don't know i watched the the video that the disney parks put out on youtube where they were introducing the disney wish and rolled out all this stuff and i have to say i think disney went a little far with that video it was a little too much fluff in my opinion (laughs) um but it was pretty funny because the whole time they've got this uh cruise director ashley who's kind of guiding you through the rollout and the introduction of all these spaces and as they're talking about like the superhero academy and the Imagineer Interactive Lab and all that, she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to do that stuff." And they're like, "Well, sorry, <laughs> not for you, just for the kids." But one of the things that Disney does, and this is something I would say, if you ever feel like, "Well, I don't want to do a Disney cruise; it's just going to be overrun with children," there are adults-only spaces on Disney cruise ships that, if you wanted to, aside from maybe going to like your you know, if you went to kind of your standard dining or just walking around the ship, you can get away from the hustle and bustle of all the, the kids and all the noise if you'd like to. And there is going to be a brand new place on this ship that mm. would be pretty much where I may hang out the whole time if I get to go on a, a Disney Wish at some point. And that is, of course, the Hyperspace Lounge. Oh, my goodness. I, I highly suggest it's worth it to watch the the video to see like the um, concept art for this lounge. But essentially, what I take from it is when you step into the lounge, you're stepping onto a starship, and uh, basically like almost like a cruise liner in space in another galaxy. Um, they're gonna have specialty cocktails. They've got this really cool like panoramic uh, window, quote unquote, that looks out onto uh, the planets of. Tatooine and uh, Batu and all that kind of stuff and it just looks like it's going to be really 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 neat and I can't I mean it's going to be tough to get me out of that place I think <laughs> so like I, I think the only thing that would be fair to us and our listeners is if we go on Disney Wish so we can compare this to Oga's Cantina I mean it's the only fair and proper thing to do so uh, you call uh, our financing and get on that Jay okay I know we need uh, let's see how do we how does one take out a large loan with absolutely no credit <laughs> <laughs> I'll book I'll book a big cruise for all of us if I can do that absolutely okay fantastic sounds good you can go ahead and lock that in uh, for future content but it's like like just looking at some of these pictures it's like I know I know the Marvel thing is for the kid. But 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 if I see Spider Man there and they tell me, sir, you can't take a picture with Spider Man, I will not be cool with that. I'm just well, I'm just saying because Spidey is right there hanging out with kids. So, yeah. And, but yeah, uh, that Star Wars uh, lounge sounds awesome. I mean, the entire thing sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, and then the cherry on top of all of this for me is that there is going to be a frozen dining experience, a frozen dinner show that takes you to Arendelle. And you get to experience Nordic-influenced food and, um, you know, all the entertainment that you would get from your friends Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, and, of course, Olaf. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so this may get me out of the Star Wars lounge because, of course, <laughs> of course, as Tom and Michelle like to say, hashtag real men love Frozen. I love Frozen. Mm-hmm. I love the music. I love the characters. I'm pretty excited. I may do the dinner show every night and then go to the Star Wars lounge, and that's just how my days go. That that sounds pretty good to me. I was going to say, that's, that's, that's a pretty good way to spend your days on the Disney Wish. I, I am curious if the show is going to pull a lot of influence from the show in Hollywood Studios, because, I mean, that's, that's a very fairly well-received show, and it is entertaining. So I am curious if it's going to be like a copy-paste, uh, and, oh, by the way, you get food thing, or if it's going to be a completely new experience. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would say there's going to be some overlap song wise. I don't know if they're well, going to, yeah, duh. You know, tell they're, like <laughs> they're not they're not writing "Let It Go" to Electric Boogaloo <laughs> just for the ship. Come on, dummy. So you know, you'll probably get that. But then I don't know. Maybe there'll be some different stories. Like, why are we all gathered in Arendelle having this big meal? Who knows? There's some event we're gathering for, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, looking forward to that. You know, ooh, I know. Maybe they'll recreate the boat ride that Anna and Elsa's parents went. Wait, that, no, never mind. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Nope. 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 Not a good idea. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there is also going to be a third dining room that's inspired by the world of Marvel, where apparently the passengers, the diners, are going to play a role on a mission that unflo- unfolds while you dine. That sounds cool and everything to me, but, like, when I'm eating, I want to eat. Like, how how active <laughs> do I have to participate in what's happening? That's what I want to know. Yeah, you want to be able to enjoy your Clint Barton uh, jalapeno poppers in peace. Come on. Right. Give me that shawarma. Give me that Avengers shawarma. Oh, my God. They have to have shawarma. They they absolutely have to. Yeah. And then you do your thing. <laughs> I enjoy my food. That'll be fine. That's fine with me. Yeah, I'm going to be over here eating my Black Widow to die for cheesecake. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> But holy crap, yeah, I said it in our uh, monorail group on Facebook that, and I, I know this is somewhat being facetious, but who knows, maybe that's something we can pull off eventually. If we could somehow put together like a, a monorail group cruise, um, I don't know if it'll be 2022, maybe it's a little further down the road, but uh, I just think that would be such a good time. And that would be, we, we had joked in the past about doing a group cruise, I feel like this would be the perfect one to actually do that on someday, so... Who knows? We'll keep it in the back of our mind, and we'll work on it. We'll come up with something. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. And as somebody who's never been on a cruise, I would I would easily say that it would have been the best cruise I've ever been on. <laughs> exactly. And Disney, you can put that on the brochure. <laughs> That's the pool <laughs> quote. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and I hope that we do. It will be sailing out of Port Canaveral, so that's good. And it's going to have three or four-night cruises. Booking uh, will start at the end of this month. I think May 27th is what I saw for cruises starting next June. So coming soon. Very exciting. Yeah, like, and I cannot wait to see the videos that people take when they're actually on the boat and just make me that much more jealous that I'm not there. So I look forward to it. <laughs> you just get to live vicariously, man. It's it's just as good. Oh, absolutely. Totally just as good. And though, though part of me is going to be like, do I want man, do I want to hold out and wait for it and experience it with my own two eyes? Well, if I do that, I'm never going to see it. So it's like, though I will say I've made it this far without watching a ride through of uh, Mickey and Minnie's rock and roller coaster runaway. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Very much looking forward to that, especially the part where uh, Minnie and Steven Tyler show up. Have you really not watched a ride through? Nope. I, I, I posted, uh, I posted uh, on Twitter, whether, whether or not I should hold out, um, and, and wait and experience it for the first time with my own eyes. And 
Uh, the majority overwhelmingly said, yeah, just hold out and, and wait. And then, of course, the world caught fire. And the and the trip that yeah. I was going to take uh, like six weeks after I, I originally posted that got canceled. So it's been over a year and it's like I got two weeks left. So holding out, staying strong. Well, great news. Yeah, you're almost there. So, mm-hmm. man, I'm almost there, man. <laughs> By the time people hear this, it's another day closer. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, follow me on Instagram as I uh, count down the days. Uh, Instagram does does Disney because uh, Disney doesn't do it uh, on Twitter anymore, which bums me out. So, I decided to put myself on the clock. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. By the time you're hearing this, 13 more days. Ooh, that's great. Very excited. I'm excited for you to get here, man. We're gonna have a great time. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, them boys are going to be reunited again, and we're going to have to uh, recreate our experience in day one in Bat 2. Yes. We're going to have to recreate the frozen shot yes. that everybody seems to love. Uh, and we're going to have to request the front row of the boat. Just <laughs> FYI, that's totally happening. And uh, who knows what else uh, trouble we'll get into. You know, good trouble that doesn't land us in Disney jail. No. Because as we say, you never want to go to Disney jail. Don't go to Disney jail. Mickey will be nope. so disappointed in us. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. And plus, if you've ever been on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know what a uh, Disney jail looks like. Uh, the dog taunts you with the key. And that's just mean. <laughs> it's not. But uh, sp- speaking of stuff that is returning to uh, Walt Disney World, not just me, uh, something that didn't come back when uh, the resorts reopened due to COVID, and that is uh, valet parking. It's one of these perks that if you are staying on property, maybe you dig not having to deal with your car. You just pull up, uh, unload your crap, and somebody takes your car and and hopefully takes care of it, and not like in Ferris Bueller's day off. But uh, yeah, that is returning to some resorts. They're kind of doing a staggered thing. By the time you hear this, it's already returned to the Contemporary and the Riviera in a couple weeks, uh, May 16th. Uh, Yacht Club will have it back, uh, so will the Boardwalk. And then on the 30th, a slew of resorts at uh, Coronado Springs, not Colorado Springs, as I like to say it, Uh, Disney's Beach Club, and then Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, Kadani Village. And then finally, on June the 7th, Wilderness Lodge will have its valet parking return. Uh, Is somebody who doesn't stay on Disney property all that much, though I am hoping to change that here in some upcoming visits. Uh, That's not a service I've taken part of, and uh, valet parking will cost you $33 per night. So, uh, Jay, mm-hmm. have, uh, have have you ever done the valet parking, or is that one of those things that's like you've, you've already spent enough money coming down to Disney, you're going to save where you can? Yeah, that's one we typically save on. And, you know, in fact, we've done the, the Tables in Wonderland uh, card in the past, and I don't know if, they'll, if they're permanently, like, discontinuing that program, but if you're not aware of what that is, if you're an annual pass holder, you can get this Tables in Wonderland card, and it gives you a 20% discount at, like, tons of restaurants that you don't typically may not get a discount at with your AP uh, membership. So it was really nice, but a couple of the benefits you would get. One was you could actually get free valet parking at Disney Springs and at the resorts if Whoa. you show them a receipt that you that you like dined at the resort or at Disney Springs. So you would end up getting like free valet parking. Never took advantage of it. We didn't do it. Oh, dummy. What especially at Disney Springs like like parking there can be a nightmare. Yeah. I know. I don't know why. I, it's one of those <laughs> things. It's funny I always talk about how I love like uh exclusive experiences and like that little touch of like luxury and all that stuff and then it comes to that and I'm like 
I don't know. I feel a little weird asking somebody to park my car. Uh, and it's the same at like the Grand Floridian. I always feel like I don't necessarily like fit in with all the fanciness. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially at the Grand Flow, it's like like just don't make eye contact with anybody, and they won't know that you're not supposed to be. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You'll throw us out with the riffraff, Jay. I don't want to be an imposter. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I We should have. But, it, no, it's cool that it's coming back because, again, this is another one of those things that it, it's bringing back services that, you know, had to go away because of COVID. And so just creeping, creeping everything back to normal. And that's good. That's a good thing. I didn't realize they weren't, uh, or at least as of now, not bringing back tables in Wonderland because that that, that was a killer service. And, and if I remember correctly, it wasn't that much to get the card, was it? Uh, I think it was like, I I am having trouble remembering how much it was, but let's say it was like two, $300 to get the card. But, but the thing about it, maybe it was a little less. The thing about it was um, you could get that money back pretty quickly if you were, oh, easy. Yeah. you know, eating. It's because... This actually would take a discount from your. It would take a discount from your whole bill, and then it would just add the tip automatically. Is what it would do. So essentially, you're getting like, a, you know, the, it adds a twenty percent tip. You're you're just basically not paying a tip, quote unquote, when you do the um, when you do the dine or the tables in Wonderland. But um, you, if you dine at, at a couple signature restaurants um, with like four or more people it doesn't take long before you, that discount that you're getting starts adding up to like paying for itself so <laughs> and then some yeah. so i don't know it's it you at least um in the last year you haven't been able to renew and i've heard rumors that the that the program will be going away now what has happened luckily through this entire pandemic time is that if you had one even if it expired like after March of 2019, no, after March of 2020, um, then they were still honoring it. They were still honoring the card. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. That, that is nice. Yeah. So I don't know if that stopped at this point, but, but they were doing that. Uh, yeah. I hope it comes back. I, I don't know. It, it could just be one of those things though, that it's just a program they cut because it's another way for them to find new revenue that they were losing. So and and I've always said it before. I think this whole thing, profit deal. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was almost it was one of those too good to be true kind of things. And we find out, you know, COVID comes along and Disney's like, you know, that program that we started a long time ago where we're losing all this money on uh, fancy dining. Yeah, let's let's stop. <laughs> Uh, well, well. Hopefully, it does come back. Uh, though, though, I do think this uh, next stop on the uh, morning monorail uh, news loop. I don't know if you'd necessarily be able to use your uh, tables in Wonderland, but it looks like coming in May, which once again it's going to be May right now. Uh, in the Epcot Italy Pavilion, looks like we're getting a new tasty treat to enjoy. Yes, great news. This is something that we saw coming. Um, I think. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I remember the walls going up in Italy and, and I immediately started doing the research to try to figure out what it was. And much to our delight, it turns out that it will be a gelato uh, counter service restaurant. So Ooh. the location will be called the Gelateria Toscana. And just looking at uh, a little overview that we got on the Disney Parks blog, it looks like it's going to have some really delicious, sweet treats all the way you know across the board from gelato to sorbet and also they're gonna have cannolis it looks like and mm. a few different tiramisu which will be better than what you can get at pinocchio <laughs> village house 
I don't know. I heard on a podcast last week that it's apparently really good. Yeah. Life-changing, as a matter of fact. Well, I, I think this one might be slice, slightly better. I'm just going to go out and say that. But they will offer specialty non-alcoholic beverages along with cocktails, beer, and wine. So, I mean, you can't go to an Italian restaurant without getting some wine. And uh, it goes great with ice cream, I guess. It would be interesting if they did like a, a float with some sort of like a like an alcoholic float or something. I don't Ooh. know, if, I don't know if they'll do that, but it would just be cool if they did. That would be good because the menu does feature floats, uh, but it just says with your choice of root beer or Coca Cola. Maybe, maybe if you uh, like, like slip your uh, cast member that's helping out a fiver, they could they could set you up with that. Yeah, yeah, but this is going to open in May. It's opening this month, so it's coming very very soon. I don't have the exact date, but heck yeah, more ice cream. I'll be interested. Will this compete with the ice cream shop over in France that people love so much? Uh, I think it could. It looks good. Hmm. So well, well. If it is open by the time I'm down there in uh, in May, maybe we'll have to have a taste test. Oh, definitely. We will have to take one for the team <laughs> on that one. Of course, yeah. I mean, for the content, for the listener. I mean, we're givers, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> no one can say otherwise. But yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I love new tasty treats, of course, and this is going to be another good one. Right smack dab in the middle of the world showcase. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that was one thing that Epcot was clearly missing out on, good things to eat. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're rectifying that uh, situation. And speaking of good things to eat, this is going to bring us to our next segment, which, of course, is Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Each week, we'll have three items that are similar to each other. Think attractions, snacks, tasty treats like we just talked about, shows, what have you, and then we'll rank them. If you want to fast pass something, this is your top choice, and it's something you definitely do not want to miss. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's still something you'd be willing to wait in line for. It's something you don't want to miss, even if it isn't necessarily your number one. And then if you want to snack break something, well, you might go grab a snack while your party does this. And on top of that, you'll even watch the purses and the bags. Uh, This week's Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, we're sticking in the realm of tasty treats. But this time, it is Mickey-shaped food, which as we discovered last week, uh, if a food is Mickey-shaped, A, it's delicious, and B, the calories don't count. I mean... That's that science. We we had our crack team of uh, monorail scientists fact check that for us. They never got back to us, but we did have them fact check it. So I'm going to assume that no news is good news. So this week we're talking Mickey shaped foods. First up, it's going to be Mickey waffles, then Mickey ice cream bars, making its second appearance, and then finally Mickey pretzels. Mm-hmm. A lot of Mickey-shaped food, but, you know, that's kind of the whole gimmick I'm going for. Uh, And, yes, to answer your question, any variety, any variant of the Mickey waffle, Mickey ice cream bar, or Mickey pretzel can be taken account into your reasoning. We put this up on the Morning Monorail Facebook group, uh, which, by the way, if you want to get in on the action, go join the fam on Facebook and give us your thoughts on this. Jay, I'm sure you have thoughts on this as well, but why don't we see what the family had to say? Sure. Let's start out with Steffers. Don't call her Stephanie. Steffers. Uh, she's mad at you for putting her through the ringer on this, Landon. But- I got that a lot this week. <laughs> a lot of people really took uh, exception to, to uh, me making them choose. Yeah, I know. It's like it a is, whole Disney not- Sophie's Choice situation. Well, the thing is, there's no wrong answer, everybody. So, you know. Well, we'll, we'll see what Rob put before okay. we say that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> 
All right, so Steffer said, Fast Pass, the Mickey Waffles, Stand By, Mickey Pretzel, and then Snack Break, Mickey Ice Cream Bar, which, I don't know, I was a little bit surprised. Um, I, I guess, you know, it's different strokes, or different folks have different strokes and different strokes for different folks, while I literally have a stroke <laughs> in the middle of recording. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to my list, or my rankings in a moment, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Putting that, putting that Mickey pretzel at standby just surprised me a little bit. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Maybe she's not in the minority here. Well, uh, Steffers does follow up after I ask if she has any uh, rational or reasons for these pictures. Thanks, Facebook autocorrect. Uh, she does say, waffles are the first thing I think of when I think of Disney. Even when I stayed on site when I was younger, our off-site hotel had the Disney-shaped waffles, so nostalgia. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Pretzels is kind of a go-to snack in any park for us, since Jackson isn't much of a sweet person. And then finally, I love ice cream, but it doesn't necessarily outrank the other two. I guess, she says in all quotes. Uh, ice cream is a tradition slash nostalgia thing for me, too, but and in all quotes, you put all of these together. So yeah. <laughs> It's kind of the gimmick, Steffers. I Again, put them all together. she is mad at you. Uh-huh. But, it, you know, Nothing new, I suppose. Uh, next up, all right, we're about to find out if there is such a thing as a wrong answer. It's Theme Park Rob, and he says with a better understanding, <laughs> and I was the only one who didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to call you out. I'll let you call yourself out. Uh, my Fast Pass and Standbys are easily interchangeable, but he's going Fast Pass, Mickey Waffles, maybe with a snacker meal of honey. The What? <laughs> it's a... It's a Winnie the it's a Winnie the Pooh thing. A okay, all right. A smack a roll okay. of honey. There we go. Thank you. All right. Apparently, I was the wrong one this week. Uh, standby is going to be Mickey Pretzel when they're warm and have just the right amount of salt on them. Oh my, he says. And then snack break, Mickey ice cream bar. Again, too many things against it. If I could uh, get Tracy to pull it off the stick, that's what she said. I would tolerate the lactose intolerance, and I could eat the Mickey sandwich, but they aren't what I enjoy. There you go. Again, yeah, Rob has some things. Uh, he doesn't like xylophone, so he uh, so he doesn't eat uh, the Mickey ice cream bar. <laughs> Xylophobia, you got to watch out. Um, yeah. Okay, fair enough. We will move on to our good friend Lee coming in uh, with his opinion from across the pond. He says, fast pass Mickey pretzel in the one spot. He says he's much more of a savory than sweet fan, so it makes sense. Stand by the Mickey waffle. This was the first Disney-themed food he had. Breakfast, first morning, so that makes sense, too. And then snack that. break, Mickey ice cream bar. We'd rather have something fruity and refresh refreshing. Refreshing. That's easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> Why did you say it like E.T.? Because I started to say it, and it wouldn't come out. So that's what we get. Like I said, Ellie. you are witnessing a stroke live to tape. <laughs> Well, just make sure and send it to me before you stroke out so I can get this <laughs> podcast up. Uh, next up, we have Kevin weighing in. He's going to fast pass. Any form of ice cream in general will always be a fast pass in my heart. So I'm assuming he's going Mickey ice cream bar. Stand by. It's going to be waffles because of the endless toppings. And on top of that, he does have his own Mickey waffle maker. Respect, Kevin. And then finally, he's snack breaking the pretzel because it's usually too salty, and then the house of the mouse can charge you $5 for salty water. But I always ask for the large cup of ice water anyway. Smart move, Kevin. You're already giving them $12.95 for a pretzel, so get your ice water for free, buddy. That's right. 
all the free water, and it's delicious. They should give you a, a Mickey-shaped ice cube in there, and then that would make it all the... <laughs> they'd probably charge yes. you for that. Oh, they absolutely would charge you for that. It's like, sir, do you want the regular-shaped ice, or do you want to pay fourteen ninety-five for the Mickey ice? <laughs> so, so, so explain to me what the Mickey uh, ice is. It's, it's like regular ice, but Mickey more shape. fun. Yeah. Magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Now from our friend Keenan, again, part of our world podcast. He uh, he chimes in. I was going to say rings in, but chimes in. This is just going downhill for me. Fast pass, <laughs> ice cream. Nothing ever beats ice cream for me. Best snack ever. Standby, waffle. These are pretty good waffles, and Mickey shapes make everything better. Of course they do. And snack gotcha. break, pretzel. I guess I'm more of a sweet than savory guy, but ultimately I don't think pretzels are that good. And he apologizes to Garrett, as he should, because Garrett would take offense to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody everybody that's a uh, bad mouthing the pretzels just know Skelligummy is taking names he is and uh checking his list twice he knows you're being naughty and he's gonna come after you at the end yep he's gonna do a Fortnite dance on your corpse or something <laughs> all right next up it's former uh, uh travel agent of the stars nick salcedo he's fast passing the mickey ice cream bar he says he's definitely more of a sweet than savory fan I get that. Stand by. He's going waffles. He loves all the variations of toppings as well. Cannot make anything close to them at home. Uh, he then follows up. I feel like Disney has an ice cream dessert with waffles at some point. That would be my go-to, which I'm pretty sure it's what the Sleepy Hollow thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can you could probably look that up there. And then uh, snack break. He's going dis- or He's going Mickey-shaped pretzels. Had it before. It was okay. And then he follows up saying the uh, one from the Germany Pavilion was way better. And uh, not to give anything away from my pick, I don't disagree with Nick on that last one. Yeah, what you're talking about, they it's usually for a special event, like a hard ticket party, but they do, at Sleepy Hollow in the past at least, they offered an ice cream with the, the chocolate Mickey waffles, actually. Mm. And yeah, that was pretty fantastic. I remember sharing that with our good friend, Cousin Kevin, and uh, delicious, delicious. It left an impression on me. It was one of my favorite uh, special event treats we ever had. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. I look forward to trying that in the future. All right. Now we got Michael Matande. You always get Michael. Because we're buddies. You are buddies. That's true. (laughs) And he's mad at you, Landon. You're really putting us between a rock and a hard place. I apologize, but I ask the hard questions that nobody else has the gumption to, Michael. (laughs) He says, fast pass, (laughs) Mickey Premium Bar. I prefer sweet to savory, and this is arguably my favorite milk chocolate ice cream bar of all time. Stand wow. by. Yeah, that's a bold, a big statement. Stand by uh, the Mickey pretzel because when you're able to dunk its warm goodness into thick plastic cheese, the <laughs> experience is legitimately magical. And then snack break waffle. These are delicious. However, you can replicate them at home if you buy the golden malted waffle mix that Disney uses, whereas there's no imitating the ice cream bars or pretzels. And that's the bottom line because Michael said so. What Michael Stone Cold Michael Matande over here handing out cans of whoop ass? And Steffers tried to do, to do a um, an a, actually on Michael on this one. Oh, Steffers, don't be that guy or She's, girl. She said they sell the Mickey ice cream bar at stores. Come on, Steffers, have you had them? They really aren't the same. They're they're Mickey shaped and they're ice cream bars, but they're not the same, and we all know it. Mm-hmm. Steffers. Yeah, come on, Steffers. Steffers. <laughs> All right, it's next, over to you. Uh, next up, we got, uh, would that be my friend and your skipper, Bob? Yeah, it is, it is. 
of the Cretans Guild fame? Mm-hmm. All right, he's going fast pass, pretzels, standby, ice cream bars, and then snack breaking, waffles. Then he follows up, oh boy, close on all accounts. Depending on the frame of mind, time of day, weather, alignment of the planets, this can easily change. I'm more of a savory person over sweets most of the time. And once I receive a Mickey pretzel during our lunch break, then that alone made my whole day with that soft, warm dough after scraping all the salt off. And even the cheap plastic cheese. That's two in a row for plastic cheese. Love it. Was great. By the way, do they use different ingredients in the ice cream bar at the parks versus the one in the store? Or is it more of the it being in the environment makes it taste better? Yeah, this is a good question. And apparently Michael's on the case uh, for us. But... I would say that they source them from two different places. That's just my thoughts. I don't know if that's the case. I just think their source is probably two different. Because they're actually different sizes. Um, I don't know. I, I they, they have to be different recipes or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we, we kind of... Maybe, maybe this is asking the same question we landed on last week when it comes to the churros at Walt Disney World as opposed to the churros in Disneyland. Probably willing to bet they used the same recipe, but there has to be something different in the making process. I think so. I guess uh, the Disney Food Blog talked about this, and so there's some additional details here. But Michael just used all those facts just to pile on Steffers and say, not the same. I get that. I get that. Anytime anybody can pile on Steffers, I encourage it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will take Kendall's response here. Kendall says, fast pass pretzel. Stand by mouse ice cream (laughs) 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 and snack break waffle. Although I'd really fast pass all three. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) you know, this is 1A, 1B, 1C. I get it. And they're all good. So, But good choices. Uh, I think this means, although I was going to say, I think it means Kindle is a savory over sweet, but putting the ice cream in the middle throws that uh, opinion off because waffles could be more savory if you went light on the syrup and things. Uh, but yeah, pretzels number one. I wonder if she scrapes the salt off like Bob. Hmm. And uh, not to give too much away from my picks, uh, I might be right there with Bob and possibly Kendall. Next up, we got our buddy Jeff. He's going to fast pass ice cream bars, standby pretzels, and then snack break another ice cream bar. So it kind of going rogue here, but not necessarily as rogue as uh, Theme Park Rob last week. And then he follows up. Uh, he likes sweet and savory equally. However, with these choices, the ice cream wins. It doesn't need any accompaniment to improve it. No plastic cheese, no syrup, just tasty chocolate-covered ice cream. Second, the ice cream provides a refreshing cool-down effect in the Florida heat. I suppose a pretzel could offer a similar effect on a colder night, but again, ice cream actually provides a psychological effect the others don't, at least for me, he says. Uh, finally, I don't eat table syrup and shockingly don't even really like pure Wait, maple syrup. I, hold on. All right, Jeff, you got to pause because I think, Jeff, <laughs> I think we might need to edit that part out because is it possible he's going to lose his Canadian citizenship by admitting he doesn't like pure maple syrup? Uh, I am receiving reports that the Mounties and Brett the Hitman Hart are currently on their way to take Jeff <laughs> out, out and Jeff. throw him into, like, North Dakota or something. Hunker down. They're coming yep. for you, Jeff. Sorry about that, buddy. I think most people voting for waffles in either first or second place would include syrup in their ranking. So for me, it's just a dry, crusty breakfast bread. And then on a final note, if the categories of Fast Pass, Standby, and Snack Break put my vote down for the Mickey ice cream sandwich as the special ticketed event over all winter. Interesting. 
Yeah, he's just basically saying he would take a Mickey ice cream sandwich over all these things. Okay, all right. I, yeah. I, I, I get that. The ice cream sandwich is good. Yeah, okay. All right, fair enough, Jeff. Let's hear from Lexi. Lexi says, Fast Pass, Waffles, 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 which is one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. It's just waffles, wall-to-wall waffles. OMG, these make my Diz mourn. <laughs> Nothing happier to start my day in the parks. Stand by Mickey Pretzel, so cute and filling, easy to share when we're not worried about the plague. And then Snack Break Mickey Ice Cream Bar. It's so small for the price point. As cute as it is, I just can't justify it when there are bigger snacks for less money. And that that's absolutely fair and reasonable. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. And, uh, and and her bringing up the point of uh, the Mickey pretzel, it is generally nice to share, you know, when we're not worried about the plague. And uh, that's something I have been worried about, uh, or not worried, thinking about, because uh, particularly at the Baseline uh, Tap House mm-hmm. in uh, Hollywood Studio, they got the killer pretzel and the charcuterie plate that I'm looking forward to getting in on. So am I going to just be a fatty, fat, fat, fat and eat it all? <laughs> or am I going to share with people? So, you know, that's something that you, I'm, I'm considering. Yeah. It's up to you. I mean, uh, you will be dining on those delicious treats with people who are fully vaxxed. That is true. So, I mean, I think that probably we could be safe about it. And as long as we're not, like, licking the salt off the pretzel after each other, I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Well, I mean... I was I was against double dipping before the world caught on fire, but I I think I might have to be like no double dipping, especially now yeah. since the world is like I said on fire. Uh, next up, we got Lucas. He's keeping it short and sweet, fast pass Mickey pretzel with plastic cheese, uh, standby Mickey ice cream bar, and then finally snack breaking that Mickey waffle. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lucas. All right, now we go to cocktail Bob. Our friend Bob, who was in the parks this weekend, I think on Friday, Bob decided to drink around the world all by himself because we were getting some interesting posts over in the morning (laughs) monorail fam (laughs) on Facebook. Um, And then his lovely wife confirmed, yes, Bob was drunk posting. Um, But I respect that, both drinking around the world by yourself and drunk posting. Yeah, but it was all good. Um, We got to see him try a lot of beverages, and there was one in particular that as he was drinking it, it looked like his eyes were crossed, and I was like, I think Bob needs to tap out. (laughs) Um, But he said he missed last week, and he wanted to go off book after listening to the podcast a la Theme Park Rob. Oh, Um, come on. Great. Another rule breaker. (laughs) Um, So he said, number one, this is for last week, by the way. Number one, Orange Dole Whip. That's his fast pass as a float with Fanta from Sunshine Terrace. And that's very good. I'll we, allow it. We I'll allow, allow it. Yeah, we allowed those mm-hmm. variations. All variations, yep. Uh, number two, the he put Mickey Bar. And then number three, he's never been to Disneyland, and he still doesn't think he's ever had a good churro. Bob, have you never had the churros at Nomad Lounge? Dr. Jacqueline brought this up as a comment on the YouTube, and I have to say we neglected to talk about it. Those are the only good churros in all of Walt Disney World. You gotta try the churros at Nomad Lounge. Mm-hmm. Yep. After eating a plate of dim ribs, once again, Doctor Jacqueline uh, dropping some education on us ignorant fools. Yeah, she knows. She knows how it goes. Um, and then he said, for this week, a pretzel with a beer. Okay, you can pair it up. Yeah, if strong, you like. strong. Okay. Uh, number two, Mickey waffles with all them butter, strawberry, blueberry <laughs> compote toppings, and a dollop of whipped cream. Strong use of the word dollop. And all them butter. I like that. Um, <laughs> and number three, the Mickey ice cream bar is basic, good, but doesn't make my trip to WDW, so snack break. That's fine. We get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but yeah, very, very good. And, and now Bob's all caught up, so he can participate next week. 
and hopefully stay on script. Um, <laughs> Though, to be fair, he said he was going a la Theme Park Rob. You at least stayed in the ballpark, Bob, so I appreciate that. <laughs> theme Park Rob, on the other hand, he wasn't even he in the was ballpark. He the reservation. He was yeah, gone. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he's playing his own game by his own rules, and you got to yep, respect uh-huh. that. <laughs> and we did say all variations count, so, Bob, you were actually on script. I appreciate that. So, uh, Jay, mm-hmm. what are your Fast Pass standby snack break picks, and why? It's funny, you would have thought that I'd prepared for this, but... Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm asking you so I can prepare myself, but please go ahead. I'm going to go Fast Pass Mickey Waffle. Um, I think it's the perfect start to a Disney day to have your bounty platter with a Mickey Waffle. And yeah, of course I'm going to put all the syrup and the butter and the and the toppings I can get. and put. I'm going to bury Mickey's face under all the deliciousness, but yeah. I, Mickey waffles are great because I love that the I love waffles. I'm a big waffle guy. I prefer Waffle House over International House of Pancakes. Rightfully um, so, the way the Lord intended it. Yeah, um, and so that is already going to like give it a bit of an edge. But I like that these are smaller. You can kind of control how much waffle intake you have because of the size of the Mickey waffles a little better. And uh, yeah, when they're warm, and I love a good crunchy. I prefer a crunchy waffle with a warm middle. Mm. Perfect. Absolute perfection. And the thing is, we make them at home, too. And like Nick, uh, I think it was Nick Salcedo uh, pointed out the kind of the mix you get. Someone did. I'll have to go back and look. Um, But if you get the right mix, you can almost capture the taste of that Mickey waffle at home. And it is very, very good. So... That's it was actually name. Michael who mentioned oh, it. It's Michael. the golden malted waffle mix. There you go. Okay, so Michael got it. Uh, but yes, golden malted. And we do have that. And uh, I agree. It is very, very good. Number two, I'm going to go for standby. I'm going to go Mickey ice cream bar. And, and that's because, again, I've got a nostalgic tie to it. And I do think they taste better in the parks. I do think they're different in the parks. I love ice cream too. And for me, even, even though it's a different, I mean, it's the same thing, but in a different shape. One of my big memories of growing up is when I would go to my grandmother's house. She always had brown cows in the refrigerator, or in the, well, in the freezer. And I always really enjoyed having those while we were watching Golden Girls together. And having a <laughs> Mickey ice cream bar brings back memories of watching Golden Girls with my grandmother. So that's fun, too. Um, and then I will go snack break Mickey pretzel. And while, you know, I do love the Mickey pretzel, I don't brush the salt off. I appreciate the salt. I like the plastic cheese, but... You know, that's really, Garrett loves them. I enjoy having a bite or two. I don't really want the, like, it's, to me, it's like too much bread to have all that at once. Um, so I, I prefer, if I can share it, I prefer to share it. But yeah, that's how I'd rank them. And that is why. How about you? Well, uh, I'm going to go uh, somewhat similar, but uh, I, like, even though I do love me waffles and to quote Leslie Nope, uh, why would anybody else eat anything other than breakfast food? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to go number one, the Mickey ice cream bar. That is that is going to be my fast pass. Uh, much like some of the people in the Facebook group mentioned, like there's just some nostalgia uh, attached to that, those Mickey ice cream bars. Yeah, they've gotten probably more pricey than they need to be in the last few years. But I don't know. There's just something about 
like like biting into an ear, staring at uh, Cinderella's castle, and just like taking it all in. Like that just puts me back there, man. And and on top of that, ice cream's awesome. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go my standby the the, the Mickey waffles. Uh, they're good. I love all the uh, all the toppings you can put on them. You can load them up. Which once again, even though it, the toppings aren't necessarily a Mickey shaped food, uh, they're on a Mickey shaped food. So once again, those calories don't count. So I like the magic that comes with them but it's like for me it's like if i'm down on property it's like i don't know if i'm necessarily stopping for a full-blown breakfast like like if i'm up and i'm down there i'm heading to the park like i don't know if i'm rope dropping but i'm definitely going to be there as opposed to you know sitting in uh in, in the contemporary at chef mickey's or something uh like like I've already spent that money. I want to get in the park and get the most bang for my buck. And then my uh, snack break is going to be that Mickey pretzel. Uh, To echo something that Jay said, like one or two bites is good. I do like the plastic cheese, but they have to be in the right, I guess, uh, situation, circumstances. Like it has to be hot. It can't be one of these that's been out there for, you know, a couple hours and they're just waiting to sell it off before they bring out a new batch. Um, and it can't be coated with pre- uh, with with salt because I like salt, but it's like I've also, on the flip side, had those Mickey pretzels that are just like like drenched in salt, and all you taste is nothing but salt. It's like no amount of plastic cheese can cover it, no amount of warmth can can uh, can camouflage the fact that you're just pretty much eating salt with a little bit of pretzel with it. So it's like, I've, I've, I've had some experiences that have kind of uh, soured or salted my opinion of the uh, Mickey shaped pretzel. But again, it's like not, not necessarily a bad item. I just prefer the two in front of it. Yeah. Fair enough. I, all, all good reasoning. Again, I, I think for everybody, there's no wrong answer here. And I mean, if you had a day in the parks, the only thing you got was a Mickey pretzel and you didn't get to have the other two, I think you'd be fine with that. Oh, absolutely. Good day. Good day. And on top of that, it's like, I, I feel like there are better options when it comes to pretzel. We already had somebody mention uh, the pretzel in the Germany Pavilion. I brought up Baseline Tap House with their pretzel. I, I think that is killer. It comes with the with the cheese and the uh, spicy mustard dipping on the side. Like, bravo. It's like, Baseline Tap House is a, like, like that is that is a fast pass for me in all of Hollywood studio. And part of the reason is because of that killer pretzel, but the Mickey shaped pretzel. Meh. Another pretzel recommendation is at Jock Lindsay's. You got to get that pretzel at Jock. Yes. Lindsay's. Yes. That is another, su- though, though, to be fair, everything at Jock Lindsay's is awesome. That's true. And Just that, go and that to pretzel Lindsay's. is massive too. Very big. Another shareable for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another great round, Landon. Thanks for putting together this, uh, exciting round of fast pass standby snack break. Glad to do it, and, and I'm glad that people seem to be enjoying these. I'm going to try and get um, the uh, Fast Pass Standby Snack Break question posted at, probably every Tuesday or Wednesday in the Facebook group. So once again, if you do want to partake and get your answers read, uh, head over to the Facebook group, search um, Morning Monorail Family, uh, ask for an invite, and Jay will probably let you in if you're not some weirdo or something well we let steffers in so we let weirdos (laughs) in anyway so um yeah uh get in on the action and uh maybe uh as a teaser for next week we're gonna go for non-edible things so you know cool looking forward to a change up i think it'll be fun next week of course is mother's day weekend so um we'll probably you're probably gonna need to change your deadline for the fast pass standby snack break so we can record a little bit earlier so just a heads up there people be watching for it all right, producer, uh, uh, make a note of that, I suppose. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, and uh, if, if if you have a suggestion of something or or a, or a topic you want to see us cover on uh, Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, holler at us. Hit us up in the Facebook group. The worst we're going to tell you is no, and, and and I'll make Jay do it. So I like saying no. It's fun. <laughs> Well, that feels like a full-blown episode of the uh, Monday edition of the Morning Monorail Podcast. Uh, Jay, I know you're going to be coming back here in a bit with your super awesome review of the Velocicoaster over at Universal Studios. But in the meantime, why don't you hit the lovely listeners with some plugs where they can find you and your family? Sure. We'll start with Garrett today. He's Skelligummy on all the things. Skelligummy everywhere. Look for him on YouTube, on Twitter. I think he's also on Insta. So He is on Insta because I tagged him uh, in, in, in our picture. Me, you, Skelligummy, and McKenna on uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> so you can check him out. Um I and my the rest of the fam, including Skelligummy, are all on the Morning Monorail Twitter, on the Instagram. It's Morning Monorail all over the place, morningmonorail.com. Don't forget we got a voicemail, and, and also we've put the request out for you to do your terrible impressions and send them to the voicemail. So, you know, <laughs> we're still waiting on our first ter- terrible impression. If you want to do a Disney-based one, that's fine. Um, and we'll put those, you know, maybe those will be something we sprinkle in here and there. But, but yeah, you can call the voicemail with... Any of your comments on the show, if you have questions about, like, you're taking a trip, you want us to help you out with a little advice, we can do that, too. Make sure you're joining that Morning Monorail family on Facebook, too, because we're having a great time. Interaction is picking up. We're getting more and more people in there every day, and it's it's a good time to—it's a good way to spend your week getting that, uh, you know, the Disney outlet that you may not get when you can't be at the parks. So, do it. Do all of it. And that's what I say. Yeah, come join the fam in the Facebook group. Yeah, um, so. fo- follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can uh, get at me, 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's what you did there. I like that. That's nice. Uh, that's where you can find really outdated podcasts, some stuff I put together when I was in college radio. Um including interviews with the cast of Futurama, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and the Venture Bros. Uh, by the way, HBO Max, bring back the Venture Brothers, please. Uh, in lieu of that, I invite you to go to the iTunes store and search for Near Fall Radio, a podcast on the sweet science of professional wrestling. Uh, myself and Will Rab talk about the ins and outs of the ring, what's going on. Um, uh, eventually, we're going to have a WrestleMania 37 You just episode. tell me when, man. You tell me when. I'll be there. Okay. All right. Good deal. And... Uh, I'll be honest, uh, my my uh, enjoyment of wrestling has been somewhat waning here recently, so that might also have the re- uh, something to do with why this episode's not happening. But uh, be assured, we will have a uh, on-the-ground report from somebody there from uh, night one of WrestleMania 37 in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, Florida. And I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com, also available in the iHeartRadio app in the News Talk 987 app as well. And uh, I will be getting my link up where you can donate for Game On Against Cancer, where myself and some of my media brethren will uh, be playing games with the public and uh, raising money to fight and hopefully cure cancer. Screw you, cancer. Yeah, absolutely. Screw cancer. But we love all of you, and thank you Mm -hmm. so much for listening to another episode of The Morning Monorail. We'll be back again next week. Landon, 
all my thanks and appreciation goes to you for continuing to drive the monorail as we're in the pre-relaunch time period. But that launch is coming soon. And um, now, if you are a member of the Morning Monorail family on Facebook, you're going to get a little special uh, post-show session where we're going to go chat just a little bit with the family. So if you're not there, you're missing out. But this is maybe a taste of some things that are coming in the future. So... Uh, keep your ear to the ground. Keep watching the Morning Monorail socials for updates about when the relaunch is officially happening and, and all of the details will be forthcoming. But we can't wait to see you all there. We love you all. We hope you have a great time. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Bye-bye. So as you might be able to tell by the music and the sounds around me, I am currently sitting in Seuss Landing across the lagoon from the Velocicoaster. I've been watching it make the rounds. I've seen several uh, rotations, several circuits of the Velocicoaster at this point. I'm so ready to do it. I'm about 90 minutes out. But what I can tell you is it looks like it's running smoothly. The high in the sky trolley is passing me by right now, but just watching it from a distance, I can count five inversions from here. And I'm not totally sure how my motion sickness is doing today because I did ride the Hulk and it kind of messed me up a little bit. So I did that as a test because Hulk is somewhat hit and miss for me. Sometimes I can ride it and I'm fine. Sometimes I ride it and I need to take a break. And today was one of those days where I actually had to focus on something inside of the ride vehicle so I didn't get too nauseous. But I'm ready. I had dinner. I've got a, another 90 minutes for the food to settle. And then it's going to be my turn to go over there and get in line. I'm, I'm so ready to do it. I'm hoping the by then maybe the sun will be either fully set or nearly fully set. I, I'd like a nighttime ride on the Velocicoaster. It's going to be close. We'll see. But I'm very excited about it. And as soon as I get off of that ride, I will record my instant reaction and let you know what my thoughts are. So talk to you in a few. So I just got off the ride and holy crap. Look, I love roller coasters. I've said frequently that I've gotten to the point where very few of them excite me, get the blood going, get the adrenaline going. I can say without hyperbole, this is literally one of the best coasters I've ever been on. Probably the best in Orlando. There are so many twists and turns, so many surprises. As soon as you think you can have a second to catch your breath, another spectacular loop, roll, launch happens. It's ridiculous. The first launch is great. The second one absolutely took my breath away. It was so fantastic. I can't even begin to tell you. This ride, when it opens, is going to be probably the best ride in the park. Probably the best ride in Orlando. No kidding. This is coming from me, the Disney guy, saying something super nice about a universal attraction. People said that about Hagrid's. I love Hagrid's, it's good. Hagrid's is a good ride. It is not the best ride in Orlando. Velocicoaster will literally be the best ride in Orlando when it's full go. Get down here, do it for yourself. If you're a coaster junkie, you're gonna love it. It's extreme, it's amazing. 
you know i honestly think it's probably too extreme if you're not like into like super thrill rides this one may be too much for you the other thing i'll say is i'm a motion sick guy and i've been having issues with it today i didn't have any issues on velocicoaster i don't know if it was because i don't know it was at night i'm well hydrated i don't know by the way beautiful at night the sun is down it is gorgeous Holy crap, I wish I could do it again. I wish I could do it 10 more times and it would still be just as amazing. I don't want to spoil everything for you, but there's so much to see. It's so good. I can't wait for you to do it. Justin Monorail, signing off from Universal Orlando, Islands of Adventure. Woo, Velocicoaster. You got my heart, baby. See you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time. Excuse me while I sneeze. Come on. It's right there. Oh, you got to sneeze now. Look it's into right a light. There. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, well it, it, at least we got our secret sound now. <laughs> and then, of course... Uh... There it is. Wow, that's a good one, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>